Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Harmonious World. I'm Hilary Robertson and I'm delighted that this time I'm joined by bassist Mark Johnson. Mark's new album Overpass is out now on ECM Records and it's got some incredible music that I'm sure you will really enjoy. I hope you enjoy listening to our conversation. Hi, Hilary. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Excellent. Thank you for joining me on Harmonious World. Mark Johnson, your new album, Overpass, which, and I'll find out about the title of that, but it's solo bass, which is beautiful. All right, Hilary, thank you again for having me on, the, on your podcast. I'm glad to be here. The album is a solo bass album. Uh, it's something I always wanted to do at some point in my career. <laughs> um, some of the ideas for a solo bass project started back in the late 70s when uh, uh, I was a member of the Bill Evans Trio. And Bill featured an unaccompanied solo for each of us on a tune called Nardis. It was the closer every night. And uh, uh, so I had this moment where I had to devise uh, a way of getting this playing on this structure of this song uh, unaccompanied. And it sort of just started from there. How would you do that? How would I uh, give this, give enough harmonic information given that I'm only, uh, you know, four strings and uh, what would I do with that? So, you know, as an improvising musician uh, and being a bass player, I came up with these uh uh, a set of, you know, vocabulary and, and sort of launched from there. It was a launching pad for improvisation and, you know, expanded the concept and created a, an album. Yeah. And um, I was talking to somebody yesterday about the fact that there are only 12 notes. There are 12 musical notes. You've got, as you said, you've got four musical strings that that's all you, that's all you're working with. And yet you the the breadth of sounds you get and the lines and everything is just beautiful thank you so much the one of that's one of the uh, problems in a way if you want to call it that to resolve with a solo based project is how do you um, give the most complete musical statement that a listener can enjoy and, and, and still, you know, satisfy uh, all these criteria for music, melody, rhythm, and, and harmony. So harmony, harmonically speaking, because of the limitations of the four open strings, um, I used uh, a lot of um, open A and E and D strings to anchor the harmony underneath. So in this case, it creates a kind of modal feeling in the harmony, more modal than chromatic. I tried to break away from that a little bit with the opening track, which is called uh, Freedom Jazz Dance over a B flat pedal. So there I'm jumping around the bass. I'm, play in, I'm playing a pedal in rhythm in, on a B flat. And then when I jump away from that, I'm uh, still keeping the subdivision of the beat going. So you still feel the, the impetus of the pulse, but um, just little flights of fancy in between and interjected with these little pedal points. So it has a continuity, but um, it also has this dancing thing going on. Yeah. Yeah. The, and, and it is, 
It is. I mean, it's just it's a stunning album. Uh, so where does the title come from? Where does Overpass? Overpass is uh, is the title of a piece of art that a friend of mine, Wade Carter, is a painter and visual artist uh, living in Arizona. Wade and I have known each other again since really since the late 70s. Uh, and we have a, a shared history with a group of people back in Texas that that's, uh, predates even that. So we go way back, Wade and I. And Wade uh, sent me a, a JPEG of his uh, one of his paintings, and it stuck in my mind when I was looking for a cover art and, and a title for the record. And I opened that up and it said, wow, this would be a perfect t- cover and even the title. So I asked him if I could appropriate it for this project. And he said, yeah, sure, let's do it. And that's how it came about. And yeah. Yeah, right. Um, and I also, one of the things that fascinated me was I was told that your co-producer is Elian, Elias, yes. who's your wife. Yes. Yeah. We're and, partners in music and in life. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But her music is very different to yours. And obviously she's a pianist and a singer. So I'm fascinated by her contribution to the production. How do you feel that worked? Ileani is a gifted musician and a producer in her own right. She's been producing her own albums since the beginning, really. And uh, her ears are incredible. Her taste is wonderful. So if I'm doing something that's not working, she's quick to realize and analyze that. And, and uh, we work really well together. As a producer, she's had a lot of experience, you know, in the studio producing her own albums, uh, two of which won Grammys in, in recent times, you know, and in, in, within the last five years. And she's quite adept in the studio at making decisions, musical decisions, and uh, kind of directing things as, as they need need to be but since it was just me you know uh it it wasn't too complicated so Uh, we would do it and it went pretty quickly actually a lot of the music was first takes and where we needed to do some editing her ears and her memory are just incredible so putting if we had to conjoin takes or things like that uh, she was great at it and uh but most right. most things, most of the improvisation improvisations were really um, kind of just first takes. Right. Yeah, and and it, they sound like that. They sound, and that's not in any way a criticism. It's not. It's a. They sound very instinctive. Yes, thank in a you. good way. They're, yeah. they're not over over thought out. No, it's not, and that was the intention. It was. It's really about just uh, what happened in the moment, and. We went, we made quick decisions and went from one thing to the next. Uh, there, there were a couple of overdub pieces like uh, Samurai, for instance, or Yin and Yang. Those two were, were just kind of uh, once through the pedal and part and then the two Arco passes and, and some, you know, piecing that together was fun. And the uh, Yin and Yang, it was just the strumming in a succession of, I didn't even count them out. We were just improvising. So it went, just what you hear basically is how it went down. What's, what's on the tape. And right. uh, the, the melodic line was improvised and it just kind of worked out that way. The one thing that was a little bit chosen were some of these little wispy sounds that I created for effects 
on yin and yang. In those, we had a little more fun placing them, you, you know, in time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you have that flexibility in the studio and those kind of productions are fun to do. And uh, yeah. Yeah, because of course, in the old days, it would have all been on tape. So it would have been cutting bits of tape and, and that sort of thing. Whereas now there's a lot more freedom in terms of duplicating yeah. and moving around. Yeah, in post-production, you can do a little bit more. Not that we did a lot, but because we're moving pretty fast. And I wanted to retain the improvisatory quality of the performances. So, Yeah, which comes across for sure. Yeah, thank you. Uh, since we've touched on Eliani's work, um, she's got a new album coming out in a couple of weeks, hasn't she, as well? Mirror, she mirror. sure does. Oh, you're well informed. Yes. Um, it's a duet recording of piano duets with Chick Corea and Chucho Valdez. And uh, uh, they're amazing, really remarkable performances, just incredible. Yeah, I think in the UK, she's much better known as a singer, actually. And this will be very interesting, especially, obviously, with Chick passing. That, that yes, makes it was, she was in the middle of mixing those things uh, when Chick passed and it was quite a shock and and uh we were deeply saddened with his loss but um they are remarkable performances thankfully there's also video that was captured of those of that session so people can really see what was going down and uh and it's it's, it's just it's a beautiful document and and a lovely loving tribute i think to uh, to chick and his music yeah yeah. So as, as well as obviously playing with Eliana, you've played with some amazing musicians in your lifetime. I mean, let alone Bill Evans, who is, you know, a giant. But you've played with some amazing people. Talk me through a few of the people you've played with. Well, when I was coming up, I was uh, on the Woody Herman big band. And in fact, my first European tour, first trip to Europe was started in the UK with Woody. Um, we were there in uh, 77, in the fall of 77. And on that band was <clears throat> Joe Lovano, one of my longtime colleagues and great tenor saxophone player. And uh, Jeff Hamilton was playing drums, who's gone on to have a big career of his own. Uh, from there, you know, I joined the Bill Evans Trio and uh, I played with Stan Getz. Um, John Abercrombie in trio with Peter Erskine. I started my own band with John Schofield and Bill Frizzell and Peter Erskine in the 80s. And I'll, and I'll kind of just have been very fortunate to have uh, arrived at a place where um, and privileged actually to be able to play with so many great people. Paul Motion comes to mind, Jack DeJanet, uh, Jim Hall, uh, <laughs> Lee Konitz. <laughs> yeah, Pat Matheny as well. Pat Matheny, yeah. Pat, Lyle Mays and I were in school together at North Texas. So I made a, quite a few documented performances with him. You know, it's been a, it's been a great life and career in music, I have to say. It's been a, Charles Lloyd, uh, all the sessions I did on ECM with uh, John Taylor on piano, uh, uh, Dino Saluzzi. Um, Ralph Towner, you know. I mean, these a, are big names, aren't they? They're at the top of the field, I think, in this jazz industry. And um, 
uh, been blessed, you know, to, to have that experience. Yeah. So how has your lockdown been? Uh, we pivoted out of New York into a home in uh, about 25 miles east of the city. So we've been in an incredible transition of nesting. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not been too bad. We've been really occupied in creating on another level, you know, really creating our space, which is still ongoing. But it's it, that'll be finished pretty soon. And uh, we we were with our family and we got deeply connected with our granddaughter, our first grandchild during the pandemic. She was born in, uh, she's two years old now. So. Oh, wow. Was, yeah. So she was just turning one when we were all living together uh, in another residence for about six or seven months. And uh, it was really great. And it's one of the reasons we decided to move out of the city to be nearer them, you know, yeah family there and uh, it's been great we really right. been doing okay musically we've been suffering uh you know from not being able to be in front of people and performing it's um it's getting back but it's coming slowly you know, we've already had to postpone work again in the fall till into next year so you know, traveling in, in the Europe still on a daily basis is still uh, a di dicey because of the rules and restrictions. And God forbid you, you become infected, even if you're vaccinated, they'll hold yeah. you there. They won't let you in or they won't let you move around. So yeah. then your tour is blown. Yeah. And uh, so it's just an awkward, still awkward moment of sort of trying to get these wheels moving. They're not not much movement yet for us anyway yeah and of course the trouble is you've got to it's got to be worth your while to come over here in the first place and then once you arrive in Europe yeah it, it needs to be, exactly it needs to be a, a viable situation on many levels and uh you know yeah yeah it's in it's it's very interesting because what's happening in London at the moment is that because we haven't got visiting artists UK artists are getting to play in the the great venues you know Ronnie Scott's the 606 club that all the pizza express places you know in London that perhaps they would have been squeezed out of a little bit isn't that interesting and and they're overdue their their attention because uh, there's some brilliant musicians in the UK and uh Maybe that's a blessing for, you know, for them to get reach a, a wider audience. Um, to, I guess we have to look at all the positives and negatives and, you know, look at the balance of everything. Uh, uh, yeah. It's life. Yeah, it is. And it's and it's been life as we've never known it, obviously, in the last 18 months. And obviously it's going to go on, as you say, you know, we were hoping everything would be back to normal, let alone earlier this year, but certainly into the autumn. And, and it's still looking a bit difficult. Mm. So we shall see. So I was going to ask you about, uh, did, did you do any live streaming? Did you do any uh, collaborations online while you were? In we did a, a few things. They weren't live. I wouldn't call them live streaming. We we produced a few um, videos for uh, in our home for uh, you know 
broadcast on other other networks. Uh, Carnegie Hall comes to mind. Iliani was invited to do uh, a tribute to Chick Corea, so she produced. Uh, we produced a video there. We produced a few tracks or, or songs, videos for uh, a concert event in Poland. But people were they project our our image, you know, our video up on a big screen in a outdoor venue, and it was that like that, you know. Yeah. So a few of those kind of things we've done. We're investigating now, or not investigating, we're building a, a, a studio in our home that we can um, broadcast from, or at least video from, and we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. We, we already had set up a, a home studio years ago, so we've, we've already been recording at home, doing editing and doing all the things that you can do uh, in a home studio, professional yeah. level sounding things yeah brilliant yeah. very good right well thank you so much for joining me mark i really appreciate your time oh you're so welcome hillary and thank you for having me good luck with everything i hope you enjoyed listening to my conversation with mark at the beginning of this podcast you heard walled world world and now this is and Strike Each Tuneful String. Both of these are tracks by Mark himself and they are amazing. Thanks for carrying on listening to Harmonious World. I love checking out the statistics about where everybody is when they're listening. Please do share the podcast and other people can find me. I have a lot of great interviews lined up for into the winter now so please do carry on listening and hope you have a great week Thank you for listening to the latest episode of Harmonious World. My name is Hilary Seabrook and it's a great delight to bring this series of discussions with musicians and composers and writers and all sorts of people to you. Obviously, there's no point in having a podcast if people aren't listening and I'm very grateful to my listeners for doing so. Thanks also to Joe English for composing and performing this new theme tune. So wherever you get your podcast, you can leave a review. You can share this with your friends and family, either as a link 
or on social media and that sort of thing. I'd be really grateful for that. Don't forget that you can subscribe now. There's a link wherever you get your podcasts. So have a great week and please remember why I started this, which is just to try and make the world a little more harmonious. Thanks for listening to Harmonious World.